Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 124 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this this week's Come Follow Me materials. Uh, We are in the week of April the 25th to May the 1st, covering Exodus 21 uh, and, and 31 to 34. And today we're going to uh, continue through from where we left off yesterday. Uh, just finishing up the uh, the Golden Calf episode, really. Um, so Moses, as we know, has just broken up this uh, calf and made um, the children of Israel drink of it. Uh, and then he speaks to Aaron and tries to find out why this had taken place. And Aaron recounts the experience. Um, what is interesting uh, is that uh, in verse 24, uh, he says, I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me, then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. Um, I find it interesting that Aaron did what many of us uh, tend to do when we've made a mistake or do something wrong. We tell, you know, we say what has happened, but we perhaps don't give the whole account of what we actually did. Um it sounds like here that Aaron is trying to, to suggest that they put this gold into this fire and then this calf just suddenly came out by itself. But of course, we read earlier that, you know, it was molded specifically into this calf. Um, so uh, that's probably a small lesson there for us to learn about uh, accountability. Uh, in verse 25, it says, And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto the shame among their enemies. Um this word naked is actually different to the word, the root word used in places such as in Genesis uh, with the fall account. Uh, it is the, a word which means, um, it, it, well, the word is parpara, which means to loosen or to um, make bare uh, or expose uh, the guilt or unruly. Um, and so this, uh, this word is obviously very different. It can also mean refuse, so it's indicating that some people, despite the um, um, correction being offered here by Moses in, um, on behalf of the Lord, that perhaps some are still decided, even though they've now seen that Moses is back, that they are still decided that they are no longer going to follow the Lord God of Israel, that they are going to do what they want to do. Which makes sense then when Moses asks in the very next verse, who is on the Lord's side, let him come unto me. Um, we need to make sure that we are firmly on the Lord's side and do so by doing those small and simple things, which I assume the children of Israel probably were not doing over those 40 days and 40 nights. Rather than keeping connected to the Lord, they were seeking other ways to have security for themselves that they could control. Um, George Albert Smith uh, said this, uh, quote, uh, all temptation and evil are on the devil's side. If I had time, I could tell you of an experience of a man who was magnified and was a great preacher of the gospel. And because of the failure, his failure to stay on the Lord's side of the line, he went into the dark and died a bitter apostate. None of us are secure except we keep the commandments of our Heavenly Father. The pathway of righteousness is the highway of happiness. Close quote. So, um, we then move into uh, Exodus 33 then, with a, with a day and a half left uh, to discuss, uh, two chapters. At the beginning of uh, Exodus 33, uh, the Lord seeks to 
meet with the Lord uh, and to discuss with him their journey into the promised land, which is mentioned at the beginning uh, about uh, the land which they've been promised uh, by the Lord. Um, and to do this, he goes to the tabernacle. Now, we'll talk a bit more about the tabernacle in future chap- in future uh, weeks, but uh, it has been made and created and built now. Um, and we know that the tabernacle uh, is to the, t- <coughs> to the children of Israel what the temple is for us today. Uh, so we'll be looking for parallels and ways we can learn about the temple with this tabernacle. Moses goes to the tabernacle and in verse 9, uh, it says, And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped, every man in his tent door. For the children of Israel, the tabernacle was the place to commune face to face with the Lord, to, to, to meet with him and to uh, speak with him. And in verse 11, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. Um, And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Now, there's a few things we learn from this experience. Um, First of all, notice again that Joshua is again involved in 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 a more personal way in communing with the Lord. We can see here that he, he truly is being prepared. Uh, to lead and to guide the people uh, once Moses uh, has concluded his uh, ministry amongst the people. Uh, and so the Lord prepares and and magnifies those who he calls. Uh, and so that is a something to consider, is how is the Lord preparing you in what experiences? I mean, obviously, he's not, I'm sure, meeting you face to face as such. But in what ways is he preparing you uh, for opportunities to serve uh, and to support and to strengthen others. Um, I think that's uh, something to consider when we have our own uh, times where we are being prepared through the experiences and things that we have in our lives that mould and shape us. Of course, one of the major things that we pick out from this verse is the face-to-face, which would suggest that the, the, the Lord God has a face, which of course goes... Um, completely aligned with the restoration doctrine that we believe that God, or we are made in the express image of the Father, and that he has a body of flesh, uh, that he has a body. Now, of course, when it says the Lord here in capital letters, we are referring to the pre-mortal Christ, uh, Jehovah. But we know that he has appeared to others um, in in before his uh, mortal life. Uh, for example, Moses, in Moses chapter 1, he appeared to him. We know that he appeared to the brother of Jared as well in the Book of Mormon. And at both those times, they were able to see the Lord uh, before he came to the earth. And that was his spiritual body uh, that they saw. And they spoke to him face to face. Now, whether this means he did speak face to face, I mean, the Hebrew um, that is linked to this word uh, face uh, in this particular verse uh, is parnim, which doesn't necessarily mean an actual face. It means sometimes presence. But most often in the, in these scriptures, it does mean their face. But even if it didn't, it doesn't mean that. It means as a man speaketh unto his friend, which again suggests that this is a very personal and a very it's a very personal encounter uh, with the Lord uh, that Moses is having here, and Joshua. It sounds like as well. Um, so Moses speaks to the Lord um, and is asking for something. He says in verse 12, See, 
Thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know with whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in, thy, in my sight. Um, the Lord knows Moses by name. Moses mentions this, that the Lord knows him personally and knows his fears, his hopes and his desires. Uh, and Moses knows that he is in good standing with the Lord. And this is why he's able to pray and say, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, shew me now the way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is, th is thy people. Um, and the Lord responds and says, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Um, this is um, a promise by the Lord that he will continue to lead the people despite the mistakes and the wrongs of the children of Israel. He has mercy and grace, uh, which is sufficient for Moses and for the people. And Moses is praying here on behalf of the people. And again, we see him here as a type and shadow of the Savior, how he will inter intercess um, or he will mediate between us, us and, the, and the law. I say between us and the law because... Sometimes I say, I think when we say he, he will mediate between us and the Father, it paints the Father in this um, negative, cold, um, law-abiding, merciless uh, light. And that is not what our Father is. Remember that when we have seen the Saviour, we have seen the Father as well. When we know the Saviour, we know him as well. They are, um, in every attribute, the same. And so our Father is also full of grace and mercy and love. And he desires us, every single child of his, to return to him. And he knows that through our Saviour's sacrifice, we, he can make that possible. Um, and so our Saviour intervenes and, and mediates between us and the law. And he, like Moses, is here and um, prays uh, for mercy to come to the people. We'll continue with this uh, section of scripture at the end of 33 and 34 tomorrow. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today as we consider the... Um, you know, the the expectations that our Heavenly Father has for us because we are his covenant people and he wants us to become more like him, but the love and the mercy that he provides us along this journey. Uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing this time and until we meet again.